stopped, get him stopped. Welcome to Open Red, Credentials Denied. Your home for World of Outlaws and Dirt Car conversation and news. On this week's show, after a successful February, are Donnie Schatz and TSR back? Have the old dogs learn some new tricks? Does the Jimmy Phelps and Max McLaughlin pairing change the balance on the Super Dirt Car Series? And after record crowds for Speed Weeks, is racing back? I'm Mike Warren, and joining me in the studio are your hosts, Nick Graziano, Chris Golak, and Mick. All right, welcome to Open Red. This is uh, a new version of the show that we're doing now. This is We're calling this Open Red Credentials Denied. Um, in the room with me is PR coordinator for the Late Model Series, Mike Warren, PR manager, Nick Graziano, and Chris Dolak. Yep. What's up, guys? Hey. What's up? <laughs> What's going on? We're so, here. We're back. So, we're basically, so basically, I've got my two bosses in the room doing a podcast, so this ought to be interesting. Yeah, so don't exactly. screw up. <laughs> don't mess it up, Mike. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about what the, the new show is, what, what we're doing. Um, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to try to cover sort of all of the racing under our umbrella this year on this show. Um, Nick, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so obviously there was the Open Red, obviously started by Justin Fiedler and uh, Ross Weiss. Uh, those two left, then uh, Rob Blount and myself took over Open Red, mm-hmm. continued it on for last year. Uh, Rob ended up leaving, and then it was just me all by myself. Yep. Um, <laughs> I said I needed some friends, so I brought in some friends. And <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it, 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 just like Red then. It's not even like <laughs> yeah, Open Red. It's just Red. Yeah, just Red. <laughs> we, red. No, we had we had stick signals, and then um, now I'm over here. So this is yeah, this is sort of the podcast brought to you by the people who are left. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we kind of thought it'd be good to combine everything, like in a way, like. Open Red kind of ran its course. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody, we, we kind of interviewed everybody under the yes. sun in the yes. sprint car world. Obviously, I'm sure there's more, and it's not to say that we won't interview them either, not to say that this is a complete departure or that Open Red will never, the regular Open Red will never come back, but this is kind of a spinoff, something new. Um, yep. This is a combined of Open Red six singles. We're going to talk about sprint cars. We're going to talk about late models, super dirt car series, modifieds, everything under the sun here. Yep. So... I'm here basically because everybody got tired of me going, hey, you should do this. You should do that. <laughs> yeah, Fine. Like, just come in here and come sit in here down. Come in here and sit in front of a microphone. Yeah. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so um, what has happened since we last talked? Let's see. We had a, we had an off-season, they say. It was an off-season. It didn't feel like an off-season. Off-season? <laughs> off-season, yeah. I don't um, have that anymore. We, we, we had Dirt Car Nationals a couple weeks ago. We have some extreme racing that is still going on. The extreme dirt car, dirt car series, not the extreme. But we had outlaws. extreme outlaw, but not. But last weekend we had extreme dirt car. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very different. Yes, quite actually quite a bit. He's had fingers. Yeah. So dirt car nationals, we go over that real quick. Uh, we'll, we'll so basically how the show is going to work. Uh, we'll recap everything real quick. Then we're going to have some kind of some prompt questions. We'll go into like the biggest topics and stories. Uh, that popped up. So Dirt Car Nationals, two weeks. Um, surprise, surprise, Nick Hoffman, yep. Gator winner again. Um, We're going to presume that everybody's already seen what happened over the weekend. Yeah. Or in the much. last month. Yeah, exactly. You, we're, not we gonna, assume, we're not going to go to full recap. You know, if you didn't, do your homework. Yeah. If you didn't know who won, <laughs> yeah. if you were waiting for that vault to come on, uh, spoiler alerts, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call <laughs> the spoiler alert section. Nick Hoffman won again. Yes, Nick um, Hoffman won, yep. David Gravel got the big gator for the Sprint Car Series, points leader for them now. 
Um, who else do we have? Who else? Who do we have in the late models? Devin Moran by one point. By one point. Over Chris point. Madden. Yes, that yep. was a really tight battle. Uh, Super Dark Art Series, first time in history, five different winners uh, in the five races, and Jimmy Phelps uh, came out as the winner at the end, his first Gator win and first Gator championship. Um, and then, like we mentioned, we had the Extreme Outlaw Series make its debut at Volusia. Uh, CJ Leary was the first uh, ever winner mm-hmm. for the sprint car portion of the series. Then we had uh, Timez in his fun interview the second night, and Leary got the overall Gator Championship. Yeah, but that was a really exciting uh, debut. Um, I have not been experienced or haven't witnessed a whole lot of uh, non-wing sprints, and I, I really enjoyed the show. So it was encouraging to see that. Um, there were some aggressive moves. Yeah, a little bit. And that, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, then this weekend, we had the Extreme Dirt Car, late models. Late models, yes. Uh, Cody Overton uh, got his, I believe that was his first uh, Extreme Dirt Car win. I think first, first, super first super late, late model, model win, right? Model yeah. Win, yeah. That was pretty cool. Then the second night, we had, uh, there was a bit of fun uh, as well. Yeah. Light <laughs> this scale. is all at Livonia. Light at scale. It happens. Was just uh, watching Tyler Bachman, uh, our official Tyler's head, shake no after... Rolling the car up there, rolling it back, resetting the scale, rolling the car back up there, and it was a twenty pounds light for something like that. Yeah, somewhere around twenty pounds light. Um, that's always an interesting moment <laughs> when you yeah, see that happen. It's rough. Yeah, especially when you know it's got to be. It's, I can imagine what the driver's like. It's like, oh, I got this. Oh, I don't. Yeah, he yeah, had it going away. He was, no, and uh, Kenny Collins inheriting that win coming in second. And yeah, he, he, I believe the quote was, I never thought I'd win one this way. But <laughs> he got one, and it's a big $5,000 $5, check for him. We got to have a, a nice musically themed headline for that, Rapper's Delight, because uh, the kid's a, a rapper in his day job um, with a W. We're kind of starting to rival Mike now. We've got the yellow Ledbetter headline on the sprint car side, and you know we're coming at you, Mike. We're getting more and more music headlines. You don't think I have a lot crafted up in here I'm for sure the rest of it? Do. Come on. Now. Come on. The the Overton win on uh, Friday night was pretty cool. It was a very uh, I don't know I don't know why it was unexpected to me, but it was it was a very emotional kind of victory lane. Um it really showed um how much that meant to him, the what the way he was talking, what he what he you know, the people he thanked and the the way it went down. It was pretty emotional. Um, victory lane, I thought. You know what I love, though? The first thing out of the mouth of the guys that finished second and third, we're congratulating oh, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that shows you're yep. doing something right when they're congratulating you right yep. out of the gate. So that, that brings us into our, our what we're calling the green flag portion. Uh, some of our topics this afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Um, is Donnie Schatz and TSR back? Uh, have the old dogs found new tricks? Jimmy Phelps and HBR with uh, Max McLaughlin uh, making some waves there in the Super Dirt Car Series and crowds. Are people back? Before we get to those topics, though, we'd like to thank our good friends from DirtCarLifts.com, a staple at every late model event and sprint car event you head to, as that's what they use to help work on their cars. Once again, DirtCarLifts.com. See them at the racetrack every single week. All right, so our our first topic on our list today uh, is Donnie Schatz and TSR back. He had uh, that first night of Volusia. He put a, a whooping on the guys. Uh, seems like that Ford motor is is really starting to uh, make some power there. Thoughts? So you, Chris Dillick, uh actually spent some time calling me out by name. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, scary. I don't think you can see me pointing at you. They can't see me pointing at you. Not yet. Um, you spent some time at TSR before the season started, uh, and you said they were kind of 
uh, yeah. cautiously optimistic, I guess. So went up there to the shop and um, spent some time there. And, and we were talking about it with uh, Tony Stewart and the folks there. And you could tell that they were uh, cautiously optimistic. I don't think before the season starts, before any season starts, nobody was going to come out and say, hey, we're going to be fast. We're going to be good. We're going to we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Nobody kind of puts that bullseye on their, on their back, but you could tell that they were um, sort of, there was an excitement there that they think they are on the right track. And of course, if you look at the end of the way last year finished the last half of last year, I mean, Donnie was probably one of the most consistent drivers out there and, and had quite a bit of success in the last half of the 2021 season. So, you know, certainly they had some momentum coming into this year, and then, um, you know, they, they made some changes in the way they were doing that motor program. Uh, they've been working on it for a couple seasons now. And, and somewhere in the middle, they, they switched around some things uh, with the, you know, with the people who were building it and, and whatnot. And um, I think that got them on the right path back to where uh, Donnie's used to being. And you can see it at Volusia. I mean, they came out ready to roll. And now they're whatever they're right up there in the, the championship. I know it's early, but um, as we head west here, um, you know, I would look for those guys to be up front pretty much every race. Now, is it right that um, Ron Shaver's back on the engine program, or is a little more involved than he had been before? He's certainly a little more involved, but That's yes, true. yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that him, Shaver and, and um, shots go way back. They've had uh, obviously Donnie's championships and all that with, mm -hmm. with Ron. I mean, and Ron's been an engine builder of the year with the Outlaws for several years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely it's a great partnership. I'm, there's got to be a huge comfort level for those guys. Right. Um, you know, with like anything, I think it's a, a matter of communication and, um, you know, whatever Donnie's telling them is what what's resonating now. Right. And you just you're trying to get in this. You know, it's all about application. So you're trying to get your power curve into the right RPM range for the driver. And I know talking to Donnie last year, um, kind of in the middle of the season, they had some supply chain issues, which which hopefully that are resolved. Certainly was now. an issue. Tony mentioned that too. Yeah. So you, yeah. you know, to, to unleash the power of that engine, you get you sacrifice some durability. So parts are in yeah. short supply. You're going to tune it down a bit. Yeah, that was definitely something that came into play. Was the supply chain stuff? That's something that Tony certainly mentioned. Is they were trying to get these things going and up and running that you know trying to have those parts in place ready mm -hmm. to roll if you need to change something out then sometimes it just was a not an option and i think if the thing i think we all have to remember is we really shouldn't be shocked by this because despite all that adversity that they felt they were probably one of the best cars on the racetrack in yeah. the second half of the season the wins yeah. might not have been there because i mean look this is probably the toughest world of outlaws not synergy sprint car field we've seen top to bottom in a long time where anybody can win but Donnie was one of the most consistent cars. I mean, if you look at the point standings, there's a reason he shot up toward the end of the year, and it's because they were starting to figure things out. Because yeah. the last 30, 40 races, like if that was the season, he would have been the points champion even without a win uh, in that time frame, I think it was. I think he might have had a win in there somewhere. But it was still, anyways, he was still one of the most consistent drivers, yep. uh, like almost top five every weekend. I think it was only a handful of times he finished outside the top five in those last few races, 40 or 30 or some, so races. But uh, you could tell there's definitely – a lot more, a lot more confidence um, with Donnie and just his cars in general, just the way he drove um, during Volusia and on the track that they had. Uh, that first night was pretty rough, and that's not usually a Donnie shots track you would think to see him run well at. But he was running it like he was, 
I don't know if you get offended by this, but look, look 20 years younger again. <laughs> yes. I mean, he was driving through the holes, and when Kyle Larson passed him, like, that was a move. I thought, well, here, Kyle's going to drive away. But then, like, he, he crowded him. He slid him. It was a move that, like, wait, who's driving that car? Like, that's not a move you would have expected Donnie to make. And he said after, in his interview, it was something like whether rather whether uh, rather ended up in the fence than finished second. Like, you can yeah. tell there, there's that there's that old fire and grind back in him again. Yep. He seems focused. He also seems comfortable, too. Like, at the, at the driver's meeting, we were talking to him the, the first night, I think the night before he, he won there. And uh, he just seemed loose and and happy and, and content. I won't go as far as saying that they might be back to, like, their 20-win season. I yeah. think they're going to win a bit, but I think – and it's not because uh, performance. I think it's just so many other people have it's caught the up field. to them. Yeah. Is anybody going to win 20 races? Yeah, I don't think we'll – I don't know if we'll ever I mean, see that again. I, not the tangent here, but 20, 20 wins is going to be awfully, awfully it's tough It's going to be tough. I think you might see three guys get to 15. I think that's – or uh, let, let me say three guys get the 12. Late I think guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, all right. If Brad Gravel and Shots all get 12, would you be shocked? No, I think that's I wouldn't be. I bad. think that's reasonable. I, th- I think Macedo's going to get some wins too. Yeah. Yep. He looked really good out there. Um Logan's going to get some wins. Yeah. I think even I think you could throw uh McFadden in there. McFadden definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, we're forgetting Odd Shield. We haven't even yeah, yeah, that Sheldon, yeah, that's, so Sheldon. many guys that I think can just rack up wins. That we're, we're heading to the West Coast here, and that's a spot where Carson, Sheldon, you know, those guys, those types of tracks. That win by by Sheldon on the second night of DCN was that pretty was, damn impressive. Yeah, that was a classic Sheldon move. That that was yeah. the hot line in full motion. <laughs> Race of the year on night two. Way yeah. to go. Way to, just a reminder, and obviously we don't need to go back into the full recap. Sheldon was third. When the white yeah. black yeah. came out, yeah, yeah, yep. like that—that's what's crazy about it. Yeah, that was exciting. So that brings us to our second topic: Have the old dogs found new tricks? Uh, we have Dale McDowell with a couple wins already on the series. Um, uh, Jimmy Phelps went in. Donnie Schatz is back. I hate calling him an old dog. I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> not an old dog, but he's certainly one of the veterans of the series. He's I mean, a vet- yeah. I mean, Brad Sweet's a veteran. He's not an old dog, but no. It's, he's- have the veterans found us? Uh, well, to be tricks? fair, I think Donnie Schatz is the only remaining full-time driver that was on the uh, World of Outlaw 2002 PlayStation game. That should be the litmus test. Absolutely. So, Mike, you want to start start with, uh, let's talk about McDowell a little bit. Well, I, I mean, Dale McDowell, first off, you, you can tell he's got, just listening to his victory lane speeches the last two or interviews, not really speeches, the last couple times, he new perspective on everything. And I, I'm sure I would too, if I was in that position, no question about it, but he comes out and gets two wins, you know, I, and, and you can tell he's grateful and blessed for every single moment he has, you know, him and his whole family together. Cause that is a family run team. For yeah. those that don't know, Shane McDowell, his brother, the car owner. And I'll tell you just the excitement between the two of them is great. And seeing Dale happy is a good thing. And sunshine was his first time back in four months, right? Right. In, in the race car, right. Or just in a race car in general at all. Yeah. Any, I'd say he got off to a heck of a start. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, just for people that might not know, what was his story? So he was diagnosed with prostate cancer toward the end of last year. I believe he ran the world, the two worlds, and then that was he might have ran one race after that. I'm not entirely sure, but after that, he was done. Essentially, got, that came out shortly after, and, you know, he's basically out of the car for four months, which, you know, smart going toward the offseason. Sunshine was the first time back. He comes out, he leads all 30 laps in the first feature, and there you go. Which was just impressive in his own right, and and he's not the only one in the late model world. But Dennis Herb 
with a really nice start to the season and got himself a win down there at Volusia. Not only the win at Volusia, he also picked up another Speed Weeks win a week earlier, too, which yeah. shows Dennis is going to play with the big boys this year. And I think he's going to be a factor toward what happens with this championship. No question about it. We'll get he's to that He's my pick for the championship. Yeah. Pump the brakes a little I'm, bit there. I'm it's going early. Into the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and I hope he is right up there the entire year. Don't, don't, don't want to take anything away from him. But him and Heather, I tell you what, you started to see it about toward the midway point last year. The finishes started to get a little yeah. bit better. You know, he got the win at Circle City, and he got the win at both Jackson and River Cities. And you can see it. You can see it coming. He was running very consistent toward the end of the year. Yeah. So crucial for the year, Heather Lynn, too. Yes. So is it line or Lynn? It is line. Line. Heather Line, my bad. Not married, by the way. Not married. Yeah. And I know that seems to be – I can see where people come up with that, but that yeah. is definitely not the case. Get it right. Our credentials are denied. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about Jimmy Phelps, um, some of the other old dogs that won this week? Yeah. Uh, we'll, just, we'll cap it off real quick. Uh, Chris Madden uh, also oh, won yeah. is yes. the points leader for the late models. Now. I wouldn't call Madden old, but he's been around for he's, a while. He's, he's a veteran. Yeah, it's he's a common those, theme. These guys yeah. that have experience and, you know, they, they've seen every type of track condition. They've raced on every type of track condition, and they know how to tackle it. I mean, they're smart. They don't drive through the hole 30 times if they don't have to. Drive around it. Drive above it. Drive below it. You know. One thing to play devil's advocate, though, on the late model side, and I think we can talk about this at Big Blocks, too, it wasn't all the old dogs getting new tricks. No, you no. saw wins from Ryan, a very emotional win from Ryan Gustin, yes. Ricky Thornton Jr. as yeah. well, yeah. and Winger. There's I, a good I, Overton's kind of in the middle, but yeah, yeah. Was, and, you know, Devin winning the yeah, overall, winning you know, the overall. so he was consistent. He was up there every every race. It's kind of a good segue into the Super Dirt Car Series because, like you mentioned, uh, Jamie Phelps uh, did kind of surprise everybody in a sense just because he'd never won at Volusia before, never got the big gator, so came down. Uh, his worst finish, I believe, all week was sixth. Every other race, he was in uh, the top five or on the podium. Uh, that final night, he got the win, got the Big Gator Championship. So uh, kind of a, a rejuvenation thing for him because last year uh, was the first time in three years he went winless with the Super Dirt Car Series. There were kind of rumors, well, is, is he going to come back full-time? Is he going to race that much anymore? Then decided, no, I'm, he's coming back full-time with the series again, and here he is out swinging. Um, I think a big part of that is uh, his new teammate that he's got with him. Uh, Inky Baldwin Racing Team that he races for. They brought back uh, Max McLaughlin uh, to drive their eight car full time this year. They're the team that basically brought him into the series, gave him a start when he was like 15 years old. I think I think he was running, ran uh, the world finals at 15 years old with that team or, or something like that. And I remember Max running outlaw carts at Millbridge. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Max is, it, it, this is his birthday week. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, 22 this week. So there's your, you know, Jimmy's not 22. Max is 22. <laughs> and <laughs> no, I love Jimmy, so I can, can joke with it, but he would say the same. But um, it's a neat, interesting balance. Certainly, Max is a very, very aggressive racer yeah. on the track, and um, it's going to create some some high level interest this year out there on the Super Dirt Car Series for sure. It was interesting uh, when I talked to Jamie at the beginning of the year. He says, "You know, before Max was always leaning on me for advice, because but I feel like now I'm leaning more on him for advice. I think it's just because uh, these coil." coil over uh shocks that the guys are using are still kind of new to some of these guys that raced on them without them for 20 years but here comes max basically grew into them raced on them all the time so yeah. he's kind of got the experience he brought in a new uh shock manufacturer for the team so it's kind of a new learning thing for them but um so 
there's Max kind of teaching Jimmy how to how, how to do the setup with these shocks and everything. So it's it's an interesting dynamic. And they both came out swinging. Obviously, Max got the win too, and he was in the hunt for the championship at the end. And so I think both those guys are going to be pretty tough to beat this year. I think the one thing with seeing five different winners is there's going to be a lot of races where we don't know who's going to win this. I don't yeah. think it's going to be your standard oh, Matt no. Shepard, Stuart Friesen show this It'll year. It'll be a heck of a battle all year long, yeah. Every but race. Every race, and it you know, if it wasn't for bad luck, Peter Britton was basically yeah. the guy in the catbird seat for the championship, but then just right. broken shock, blown tire, just took him out of it. If it wasn't for those, I mean, I think he would have been the one holding the big gator at the end of the week. It, it was really interesting watching, you know, it's it's Volusia. It's a non-points event for, for the modifieds, for the big blocks. But when you go down into the, the gator pond pit area down there, and uh, I went down and talked to Jimmy uh, about a couple things, and... You know, you see the crews, they were, you know, obviously Max's team, I mean, they were thrashing on stuff. They were, these guys were busting their butts um, all night long, every night. Um, it, you know, it shows you what a Gator trophy means to these guys. Um, they want to win, doesn't matter really, you know, I'm sure it does matter to them what it pays, but yeah. they want to win. I mean, that's the point is right. these guys are, um, I mean, they were going after it and they were, the, all of Max's guys were just every side of the car, under the car, over the car, just nonstop working on stuff, making adjustments every time they came off the track, back on, uh, back up to to see if it worked or not, and then going back down and changing. And everybody was doing that throughout the pit area. It wasn't just those guys, but it was uh, really interesting to see, um, you know, in a in a in an event where some of these guys probably I got to get out of the snow I just got to come down to Florida and have some fun they were busting their butts there was nobody relaxing down there they were really working hard right uh another old dog not to ruin your your uh segue into the next segment but another old dog that found a new trick how about Brett Hearn up in the announcer's booth uh, oh, yeah. adding color yeah. commentary man that was phenomenal I I just I was impressed I mean he and as the week went along you could tell he got more comfortable and by Saturday night he was, he was almost leading the broadcast. Now, not great. to knock Timmy Ball. Timmy, you did a great job. Yeah. But Brett was in there, and Brett was really just uh, – uh, he added so much insight, and he was starting to call things before they were going to happen. Mm -hmm. He was he got to that point where he was seeing the next move and calling that move before the driver made it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And, and that's one of the things that made him so good in the race car, being able to see that. Because, sure, yeah. I mean – I. Working at his two home tracks, Albany, Saratoga, and Lebanon Valley, you don't know how many weeks I heard that he was cheating. I'm like, no, guys, he's that good and knows what to do in the race car before everybody else. Yeah. Like, you could see that, and he just – watching Brett race was awesome. Listening to him broadcast was awesome for that reason. That's It's one thing to sit there. Like, you know, earlier in the week, he was up upstairs, and, you know, we were talking, and he would call this stuff out. But it's another thing to take that and sit behind a microphone like we're sitting here doing now. Uh, which is really uncomfortable for a bunch of writers, <laughs> or at least for me. But to take that and translate that to uh, a Dirt Vision broadcast, and you saw the reaction from the fans, whether it was on social or, or wherever. Um, I mean, it, it's got another career there. If, if this whole Orange County thing doesn't work out for him, he's got a whole <laughs> career as, a, as an announcer. Nothing to take away any current driver announcers or any announcers out there, I'll say they'll do a great job. But a friend and I were talking the other day, like we, we kind of missed the days of like uh, the Ned Jarrett's and guys mm -hmm. like that who were just kind of the calm, 
cool collected guys, but could just call like the cool stats and like like you said, could call things before they're going to happen just because they had that knowledge yeah. and just that easy, calm voice to listen to. And Brett was kind of that guy. Yeah, he was just being himself. I feel like some of the drivers that are in booths right now, especially in the NASCAR world, are sort of caricatures of themselves. Right, like they're, yeah. they're playing up. Clint, Clint yeah. Boyer's playing up the Clint Boyer character, and Brett was just being—he was just being himself. And that's what Ned did, and that's what um, a lot of those older drivers that were in the booth would do. I mean, Daryl Waltrip was zany, but that's who he actually was all the time. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not all like. And I'll use this obviously most recent example. They're not all like Matt Kenseth, who you know I thought was calm. The I thought Matt that was a pretty good job. Matt yeah, was well, pretty good. I was impressed with that. But going back to Brett, I mean, that's something that I think you know in the future he does have a shot if if this Orange County thing doesn't work. So, so we touched a little bit on the Jimmy Phelps, HBR, uh, Max McLaughlin thing. Um, talk a little bit about that deal, how it came back together. Like um, Max had started with them and then went away and they brought him back or. Yeah. So um, I don't remember the story detail to detail as he told it, but he did tell me it once. It, it was something, I think there was, there was some connection there to begin with. Um, and I think, uh, I forgot what year it was. Maybe this was when Matt Shepard was still driving for HBR. Um, basically, they gave Max the chance to test his car, um, Matt Shepard's car. Um, they liked how the tests went. Um, I guess it was like a couple weeks or so before World Finals that year. They called him up, said, "Hey, want to come run World Finals?" He's like, "Run World Finals? Like yeah. I, this? I've like hardly even ran a big block before. Like I right. think this is the first time in a big yeah. block, maybe even." Yep. But came, came out. Uh, did pretty well. Did he even? I think he's that quick time he one night. Yeah. Yep. So instantly they knew they had something there. Uh, ran full time with them for a little while, then kind of part time a little bit. Then I believe it was nineteen. He switched over to the. Max was trying a lot of different things. Too. Yeah, he was, yeah. He, he tried some NASCAR. He's stuff. been in. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, NASCAR. Um, yeah, he's been Ran some K and N for Shiggy. K and N. He's done um, the super modified at Oswego. One in the super modified at Oswego. Yeah. I think he's done Chili Bowl. He, yeah, he he dabbles in a lot of stuff, which is pretty cool to see. Um, even more about uh, late models, uh, which he kind of hinted maybe there could be more of that. So that, that, to, that is a possibility to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but then yeah, he switched over to the Coffee McCready team. I think it was 2019. Drove that 32 car. For a couple years, got his first win at Wheatsport during the Oktoberfest, then right, yep. second win at Dirkar Nationals, got the Big Gator Championship in 2020 uh, with them. Yep. Um, then it just came to be, uh, Al called him up again, just kind of tested the water, see what interest he might have doing something with them again. And it was, it was like you said, it was like returning home. Mm-hmm. Uh, their shop is up in Weedsport, New York, and I'm pretty sure he spent the whole off about the whole off season there just working with the guys and uh, being there, getting the cars ready. Um, so I, I, you can definitely tell that it, it's something he's comfortable with. And he said before the even season even started, he said he thinks they're going to be championship contenders. And his dad's been been a big part of that along the way too. Yeah, yeah. Mike, um, Mike McLaughlin. Mike's been uh, kind of been there every step of the way. It's kind of neat to see. I guess as a dad, I remember when they were running the little outlaw carts and, uh, you know, Max was not afraid to put it up on the wall and, uh, it's just translated. Obviously Mike is a, uh, heck should be a hall he's of pretty fame. Good. Yeah. 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 So, you know, he's <laughs> won a, little, he's won a few things in his life, uh, in his career and he's really guided Max along the way. Pretty, pretty good. So, 
Uh, it's neat to see. Is this their first year as a, as a two-car team with Jimmy Phelps, or have they run a multi-car team before? No, they've, they've ran a multi-car team before, but actually, I forgot which night it was. I think it was the night Max won, and Jimmy finished second. That was the first time, I think since t- 2015 it was, when it was Jimmy and Matt Shepard. I think it was at Weedsport that Matt Shepard won and Jimmy finished second. That was 2015 was their last one to finish mm-hmm. as a team. Then I think when Matt left it, well, they had Max for a little bit. Then once Max left, it was just a one-car team with Jimmy. Yeah. And now they decided to go back to a two-car team again. I feel like multi-car teams are, are really rare in dirt in general. Yeah. And in Super Dirt Car Series, are there other multi-car teams that, that run like that? You just get you get so not much run in. like that. Yeah, no, not I that don't like believe that. No. so. No. Yeah. There have been in the past. There have been. Yeah. There have been some. And there's guys that, you know, you know is Peter Britton and Rich Scalata. It's you know, a, yeah. Is that really? It's maybe not a multi-car team, but they're they kind of work together. They yeah. are very yeah. dependent on each other. Right. Got to be helpful, and especially you said that they're going to more coilovers in that series. Were they running like a big spring before, or it? Uh, <laughs> I, I got to remember yeah, three PR guys. guys. All three <laughs> PR guys. Well, let's it, ask engine <laughs> questions and shock questions. Let's see what they have to say. A lot of bars. Yeah, yeah it was coil. completely different torsion bars. Yeah, yeah oh, got it, you. Okay. it was a completely different setup, but then they switched to the, I forget, it was a, I think it was only a couple of years ago that they, <laughs> I'm going to act like I know what I'm talking about so here. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the three of us, you've got the best chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mick, Mick, going back to your thing before, outside of the gypsum team, which is now yeah, scaled down right. to just Larry, they, they used that to have that. Now pretty much the only team. one. Billy really? Decker and Larry White and, and Pat Ward, then they had a lot of success, the three of them together. So. Right. Well, the crowds. The crowds in Florida this year were uh, phenomenal. Not, I mean, at Volusia, we I think we packed the house pretty much every night, even on non World of Outlaws nights. And then, I mean, every track around there, New Smyrna was packed the same yeah. night. We're packed. So let's talk about the crowds a little bit. You guys feel like uh, racing is kind of back? I'll say, even I was curious to see if that was just a one weekend kind of deal, if that was the rest of the year. And I, it's starting to look like it's not just a one weekend deal because. Obviously, we were packed. Like I said, New Smyrna was packed. Uh, the Tona 500 was sold out. Yep. Uh, if you looked at the crowd at um, Fontana for the NASCAR race this weekend, Absolutely. they weren't sold out, but it was still I've more never seen packed than I've seen there. that place in a long yeah. time. I've never um, seen that IndyCar race in St. Pete had record crowds. Yeah. I heard the NHRA race in Phoenix had some pretty, had a pretty good crowd. crowds, yep, too. I was watching that. So it's, it's not just us. It's not just one series. It's kind of like there's this... Um, I almost want to say maybe a resurgence with motorsports crowds, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm not to get ahead of ourselves here, but I think next weekend in Louisiana, especially with the unfortunate rain out of right. the yeah. World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, I think you're going to see one heck of a crowd for us next week down at the Rev. Right. I, and I, it doesn't hurt that we've had really good racing across pretty yeah, much all the really really right now. The like, racing has been great. Um, you know, there's, of course, the, a bit of an effect of coming out of basically lockdown. Um, and people being more comfortable to come out. But I just, you know, at, at Volusia, I talked to a lot of fans that um, had never been out to a dirt race. Some of them had never been to a race. They just came out to see what this was all about, what the World of Outlaws was all about. Some of them um, came over from the big track and had never been to a, yeah. dirt, a dirt race before. So it's really encouraging. I, I think that there is um, a heightened um, interest in motorsports in the past couple of years. I'm curious what that, where that spawned from. Like, was it that, I think racing came, was really the first sport to come back and actually have something? Yeah. Was that yeah. just something people latched onto? Like, well, here's something to watch, and it grew with it? Or what kind of, what caught their attention? Is it the things like 
the Formula One uh, Drive to Survive on Netflix, is it those kind of shows that where you're seeing the behind the scenes storylines and learning who these drivers are? Like, I'm curious what it is that's starting to draw people back to racing again. I think the accessibility a little bit, like mm-hmm. you, like you were saying, the Drive to Survive stuff on Netflix, but also like I'll, I'll use Peacock as an example. If you could watch all the IndyCar stuff mm-hmm. basically for five dollars a month, and you get so much other stuff yeah. with it, it's like. It, Supercross as well, so it's like just a tag on to everything. Pretty good think, deal on Dirt Vision as well. well yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so our, just saying. Our, okay, you know, Aaron, I, I that's the last time general, my horn was on the show. I met <laughs> in <laughs> general. <laughs> that's, the NBC, that's the NBC streaming network. I'm talking about a national network streaming, not that Dirt Vision's not. I thought you wow. said wow. you were here to not get fined. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh wow! What check gives out the golden shovel as a? As a <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I get what though, you're like, saying. I also think that motorsports, for better or worse, and for a lot of reasons is has permeated headlines outside of our endemic normal media like there's some big yeah. stories in racing that touched that's, a lot of points that's what i was going to say there's there are stories yeah there are there are people to follow and i mean really if we want to get to it i mean kyle larson yeah kyle larson mm-hmm. and, and we can probably all agree on it the guy's racing everything nascar late models i mean we got to get him in a big block but you know, the front row at the Daytona 500 were two guys that had been running sprint cars all week. Right. Between Kyle and Alex Bowman. So that stuff, it, it translates. Daytona International Speedway wanted to come out, and you know, we, we welcomed them out on the Friday night. They came out with a pace car. NASCAR communications people came out. Yeah. They brought reporters out. NASCAR productions came out. They were doing things. It's, you know, we always used to say if NASCAR is doing well, everybody's doing well. And that that translates that's that's yeah. what's coming back around again you know clearly they're doing well and and um you know but a lot of it's the storylines and and you know Kyle Larson has resonated with people um and uh, whether he's signing autographs at a late model race at the end of the night or a sprint car race or you know he's standing there in victory lane at a cup cup race like he was this past yeah. weekend you you could hear the crowd, you know, especially in California. He's obviously a California native, but you could hear the crowd just cheer. It's nice to hear a crowd cheer for a yes. driver. Yes. Um, like I got tired, of, I, and I still get tired of of Donnie Shots getting booed. Yeah. Like that yeah. bothers me that a guy who has accomplished what Donnie Shots has accomplished should not get booed. Right. And he, he ought to be celebrated. And now you know, I know he gets. You start getting more years in there, and. I think that probably comes around again a little bit, hopefully, when he gets to Knoxville. And, um, you know, who knows what he does. He's obviously his track record in Knoxville is freaking unbelievable. Right. And that ought to be celebrated. It shouldn't be booed. And, and should, should I segue back to Brett Hearn? Yeah, you could. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back to Brett Hearn. Like, exactly. Remember, same thing. I, you remember back when we had Super Dirt Week at Syracuse. You didn't have to be listening to driver introductions. Oh, yeah. When Brett got announced, you knew when because yep. it was a chorus of boos ringing out throughout the entire yeah. facility. Yep. Yeah, uh, and, you know, I get it, and, and everybody's got their favorites and all that. So, um, you know, there was a time I know Steve got booed. Yeah, and Earnhardt got booed. Earnhardt got booed, yeah. and Sammy got booed, and, and these guys. It, it was cool when, you know, toward, I don't remember what year it was, but when Sammy got announced and the crowd went crazy, it was like, finally, you know, all right. <laughs> then I beg this question to you guys. Does a crowd, are the crowds going to turn on Larson eventually? Because he's winning so much, uh, it's hard to say. I've I've thought oh, that no. maybe, but Larson is a first of all once in a lifetime, if not a once in history driver, right? Like yeah. we've never seen somebody this good in in all these disciplines. I don't even have anybody to compare him to 
I'd love to say Petty, but Petty stayed well, in one discipline. Like, I was going to say, did people boo A.J. Foyt? No, like, I, I, don't I don't know. I think I'm, so. I'm only I don't know. 42 years old, Chris. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the I track? Rem- I don't then? remember. I don't think they did, but A.J.'s one of them. Smokey Eunuch's one of those yeah. guys. I don't. He wasn't really a driver, but these guys are just was everywhere in motorsports. So I, Kyle Larson is something to behold. It's yeah. amazing. I'd like stick him in a dragster, man. I want to see how he can do in a quarter mile. I want to see how he, how he can do in a Formula One car. I, I would, I, you know, and I don't, it sounds like maybe at some point that this might happen, but to see him run Indy. Yeah. Which it's, I mean, we've seen guys do the the double and run it one off. I think that's, it, it's, you look at what Jimmy Johnson's trying to do in an Indy car right now. I mean, guys, one of the greatest of all time in a cup right. car and he's trying to find his way in any car and um but can can kyle larson in a one-off deal make that work like you know tony stewart there's the you know another guy who is obviously from dirt to indy to cup he's got an irl championship he's got cup championships he's got usac championships you know that's can can larson Get the Indy Championship, the Indy 500 win, right. um, and then you know wherever he goes, I mean the the the, the T-shirt money alone has got to be spectacular. <laughs> you know, imagine him. And it's still well, the only problem is he puts all the cars on one T-shirt. He starts selling different shirts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just collect them all. It's like the coolest thing though to to know that. And to him, I think he's as he's comfortable wherever he goes. Right. I can remember yeah. uh, the the driver diversity combine. Uh, don't can't even try to guess the year 2014 maybe something like that and i'd never heard of this kyle larson kid and we're, we're out there watching them there we had the driver x it was legend cars at the old concord speedway and driver x was, was a professional race car driver and kyle larson was just smoking him and we were just sitting there going who is this kid i had no idea about sprint cars or anything like who is this kid this is phenomenal and then of course he wins a can n championship his first year out i mean guy's special and it is good for the sport you know yeah that's that's what's you know in in that's the storyline that's what it's something that crosses all the disciplines is what gets so many people talking Mm -hmm. you you can have your nascar fans are going to be following this guy and your world of outlaws fans are going to follow this guy and you know your indie guys are going to follow this guy but when you have somebody who crosses over everyone it it means the guy over here can talk to the guy over here. Right. And the guy over there can talk to the other person. So, um, and that just uh, creates more of a buzz, creates obviously more media attention, which I'm sure Kyle loves that. Yeah. But, um, you know, the the more that your name is in the paper, it's a, it's a paper, it's a newspaper. It's a thing that... I know what that is. I don't okay. know why you're looking <laughs> at me when I'm not even the youngest one in this room. Yeah, that's true. Well, so anyway, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 just obviously a guy that, that can win at Lawrenceburg is over there at Abu Dhabi watching the Formula One race. Right. You know, it's just... I mean, it's the first question we get every week on social media. Yeah. Is Kyle, Kyle Larson, Larson running? There? Yeah. <laughs> it's Larson running? true. Yep. Yeah. Should I just call this podcast? Is Kyle Larson going to be on? <laughs> we could do that. We just answer it every week. We'll just have a second. No, no. And, and, and I think the most impressive stat out of the disciplines is still the late model one. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got he's got two with us. I think he's got three total wins, but I think I still think it's less than twenty starts. Yeah, which is crazy. It's and PDC is not an easy race to win either. Absolutely no, not. it's not bull rings. 
you know, to answer your question about if people are going to boo him, he did put uh, Chase Elliott into the wall this weekend and still did not get booed. So I, I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll say, this is a topic for another day. But he didn't do it in Atlanta. Uh, Had he done it in Atlanta, then you all watched it. I think what Chase Elliott did was worse, but that's besides the point. Let's move on. Oh, okay. well, afterwards, yeah. Drivers, don't wear white gloves don't if you're going to spin yourself out. <laughs> don't wear white saying. gloves. Kyle's, Kyle's spotter took the heat for it, so I don't I'll, I mean, I didn't hear the radio traffic, but yeah. I don't know. The driver should have known he was going to be there. I don't know. I'm not driving 190 miles on I-77 switching lanes, so. Well, you, you Some can. people do. Some people do, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Some people just stop. My old yeah. Dodge Dakota won't get up that fast. K1 Race Gear is proud to be the official safety gear provider of the World of Outlaws. Over half the World of Outlaws competitors trust K1 Race Gear with all their safety product needs. Whether it's premium custom suits, gloves, or shoes, K1 Race Gear has you covered. Find out more at www.k1racegear.com and follow us along at, at K1 Race Gear on all social media platforms. K1 Race Gear, the racer's brand of safety gear and apparel. All right, so... Checkered flag this weekend. Not a lot of racing. We got uh, some racing at Cotton Bowl, um, the old Texas two step, Cotton yeah. Bowl Speedway. I have been to Cotton Bowl Speedway twice, and have yet to see a race at Cotton <laughs> Bowl Speedway. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. This was where all hell broke loose in 2020. Yeah. So yeah. 2019, yeah. first it got rained out. We were there. It got rained out. We were there. Then 2020, got there. Then that's when. That's what kind of when, when the COVID world started down. spiking. Everything was shutting down. NASCAR was closing. This was closing. IndyCar. And also we got the track. We're like, well, we're shut down. We thought maybe for a couple of weeks and ended up being a couple months. Yep. Yeah. Did we did we run there last year? We did run there we last did. year. We got yep. it in last year. But he didn't uh, go. David didn't Gravel go. and Brad Sweet. Um, you know, we, and we were looking at, you know, you go back to some of these tracks. We were talking about that. Guys that are good. It's odd how some guys always pop up at certain tracks and, Look at David Gravel and, and Brad Sweet. They've both had some success at Cotton Bowl. And so, and certainly both of them are running well. Obviously, three time champ and the current points leader. So, um, this is going to be a pretty good head to head battle. And of course, with, you know, we've only three races into the season. So, you don't know what everybody's got yet. Volusia is a bit of a different animal. It is. It really is. So, um, this is kind of where the season really gets going. And uh, be curious to see what everybody unloads with there. I'm going to say the two winners are Donnie Schatz and David Gravel. All right. I'm going to go I'm going to go with the same two winners as last year. I'm going to go with Gravel and Sweet. I, I just got a feeling. I mean, Brad, Brad still wants one. Was it Gravel or was it Hot and Shield? Mm. <laughs> I'm a motor guy. You guys are pretty good. <laughs> uh, That's fair. That Pulling that card. That's fair. Right, you can look that up. I'm <laughs> focused on late models, so I, I, I don't have this teed up like I would other ones. Uh, is Kyle Larson going to be there? <laughs> I'm going to bet seeing as they're racing Saturday, in Las probably Vegas, not. probably not. Um, mm. Man, I, the, I really like watching Sheldon race, so I'm going to go hot and shell. Can we pick on top of each other? There's, or, I mean, we're going to. I don't think there's I think you can pick whatever you want. All right, I'm yeah. going to go Sheldon and Gravel. I was going to say the same thing, but just to be different. <laughs> Gravel and Sheldon? Uh, uh yeah, no, I'll I'll say uh I'll say Macedo. I'll say Carson Macedo on Friday and Sheldon on Saturday. We're picking the days too. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I think some guys, you know, Steve used to be Donnie certainly was like this for a number of years. If you went somewhere for two days, he might be close on the first day, but you give him back to back days at a track, 
and he was almost unbeatable on that second day. Those guys had that thing so dialed in after the first night. Um, you know, when when Donnie and Ricky were working together and they were at the top of their game, I mean, it was it was uncanny how they could get somewhere close to the, you know, they'd be on the podium or something on the first night. But that second night, you you weren't going to bet against them because they, they you give them two nights at the same place. They had that thing dialed in. But. Quick update, it was Sheldon and Brad last year. Sheldon and Brad. Yep. Okay, well, I'm still going to stick with Gravel and Sweet. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still, yeah, I'm st- Gravel's got to win there. I know that. He does, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that was the year. That was, well, way the couple, last few years ago. They say yeah. the first thing to go is your mind. Just remember this next week when I'm spewing all this random late model knowledge out about the I'm draft. impressed. <laughs> I mean, we're not we're not in here using any you know laptops or anything. You guys are pulling this stuff off the top of your head. I'm I'm very impressed with that. Yeah, because we're uh, the PR department. PR. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what we have. That's why we got do. a job here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so other than that, though, this week on Dirt Vision, uh, next Wednesday we have Millbridge. Um, is that their season opener, Chris? Uh, yeah, they were just up in uh, Virginia. The whole Millbridge staff, they were running an indoor race Nice um, for all their divisions. They actually ran two weeks in a row. They ran a uh, demolition derby, and then they uh, reconfigured it for uh, some outlaw carts, and uh, they, they wrapped that up on Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, then they start their season Very over cool. there, watch it all on Dirt Vision. Sweet. Pretty cool stuff out there. It's always a good time. Yeah. I'll tell you, some, you know, and I, those, the kids – they're, the kids will put on a heck of a show out there. If, I mean, if you just want to watch like pure racing, uh, some of those beginner box stock kids. Yeah, that's it's really it's an awesome show. The uh, victory lane interviews are always pretty adorable too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll put the checker flag on this one. Our first episode, maybe a little rough around the edges. I, you guys have already heard that we don't really have a theme song yet. We'll try to get that put together soon. Um, at what point did we go off the rails on this one? Was we didn't. We didn't really go off the rails, no, did somewhere? we? No, we got off on a tangent about Larson, but it's it's still relevant. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he did win the NASCAR. Race I'm new to this weekend. whole podcasting thing, so just yeah, you, know, you got to rein me in. We some kept point. it between the between the beacons. We're fine. Kept it between the buoys. Kept it between the buoys. Between the. I just quoted it's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, yeah. so that's bad on a Monday. <laughs> Mike and his music references will return next week on the next episode of Open Record Edges Denied. Thanks for joining us. Uh, quick reminder, this is going to be on the Stick Signals channel and the Open Red channel for a, a time the time being. Um, so make sure, though, if you're on the Stick Signals channel, go over to Open Red, subscribe there, because at some point we will be shutting down the RSS feed on the Stick Signals side. Mike, do you have something you'd like to say? And I will say you will be able to see this on all or sorry, see this. Yeah, you're not going to watch this. Thank God. You're going to hear this on all of our social media channels. Yep, it'll be out. It'll be out there across the board. So thank you for joining us. Uh, make sure to tell your friends that um, we're not that bad and we'll get better. And they can tune in next week, and uh, we'll keep doing this. Um, drop us some some messages on social media. Let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. What topics you uh, want to hear our great insider knowledge bank here speak about? <laughs> 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 all right, everybody. All right. Thank you for joining us. Bye bye. This week's Open Red Credentials Denied is also brought to you by Cheeseburgers, the official (laughs) breakfast, lunch, and dinner of Mike Warren. (laughs) This is true. I saw Mike Warren at a baseball game the other day, 10 a.m. You bought it. I bought him a cheeseburger, yeah. (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Don't feed the bears.